to Mickey Mike's Up. Today I am kicking off kind of a new vibe podcast. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be alternating between college episodes and sports episodes because I created this to talk about college and have not been doing that like at all. And so I kind of want to share that little bit of my life with you. Um, I'm very excited to have some friends here to talk about the food, classes, sorority recruitment, just what being in college is and like what college life is like right now. Um, If anyone has any specific college topics they want me to talk about, feel free to send me a message, um, some questions. I could definitely answer those or find someone who knows the answers to those. But today I have my RA and friend Payne Johnson here, um, as well as a small Q&A from me. Um, With all that being said, I really hope you enjoy this episode and thank you so much for listening. So I am here with my friend Payne and my RA. I mean, he is my RA, so it's not like Anne, but you know, you get the point. Um, And we're just gonna ask him some questions. I figured he would be a good place to start for this little college series of stuff that I'm doing because he is older and he, (laughs) um, he just, he kind of knows what he's doing. He's pretty smart. So Payne, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself or anything. Yeah, uh, so I am a sophomore here at High Westland. I am an accounting major and I'm also going to be a PG minor, which is just politics and government. And this is my first year as an RA. Cool. I'm so glad that you're you're here chatting with me as if we don't spend enough time together. Um, but I kind of just wanted to start with why did you decide to become an RA and what has that been like for you? Yeah, so I kind of became an RA because I was fine with just spending time alone and I didn't really want to interact with people, but I quickly found out that to be an RA, you kind of have to interact with people on a daily basis. So things changed really quickly with that when I became friends with all of you guys and pretty much had to interact with my residents on my floor every day. So things have changed there. Yes, yeah, we... You definitely, we definitely all spend a lot of time together. Um, what, like, as an RA, what are kind of the jobs and stuff that you have to do? Like, when you're on duty, what does that mean? Yeah, so when I'm on duty, I basically just have the phone all night, and if anybody gets locked out of their room or if there's any big commotion going on around the building, I just have to go and deal with it. But luckily, there hasn't really been a whole lot going on this year. And plus, you know, our hall is the honors hall, so really... We're pretty easy to handle, and there's not a lot going on. Not a lot going on, except the one time that you were on duty and we had a fire drill. <laughs> that is true. The fire drills are not fun. Um, so what other, what other um, kind of job requirements, I guess, are there for being an RA? I know you have meetings and stuff like that, but what is really the full extent of other things that revolve around your job? Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of it's really just counseling I guess I mean I have students come to me all the time with like some of the concerns that they're having either whether it be with their classes or with their roommates or whether it's just relationships back home I mean I'm just sort of here to be someone who can either console them or spend time with them or really just be their friend you are very good at giving advice and helping out especially with accounting (laughs) (laughs) um so kind of shifting gears from RA stuff which we will circle back to that just a little bit later but you are also on the golf team and so I don't your season hasn't started yet it's like spring um, so 
what are you kind of like looking forward to this year that you didn't get last year if COVID affected what you like what your season looked like? Yeah, so golf is both uh, both season both seasons of a sport. So there's a fall season and there's a spring season. But obviously last year with COVID, you know, it kind of put a damper in some things and we didn't really get to have the whole season to the extent that we would like. So we usually take a spring break trip and we usually travel a little bit more, but you know, last year with COVID, we really couldn't do any of that. We Most of our tournaments and matches were um, only, only duels, which means that we only play against one other school at a time. So it really wasn't as competitive as a season and wasn't really what we were looking for. But this fall, you know, things sort of changed and we were able to travel a little bit more. You know, we went down to the University of Kentucky's course and played there and we traveled to Indiana some. So we, we got things back on the right track, but this spring should be a little bit more fun. Uh, we're supposed to have a spring break trip to get down south. We aren't really sure where we're going yet, but after spring break, you know, we'll head down to Georgia and that'll be a good time. And we're also supposed to head to New Jersey and play at a course there. So I'm excited for that. Are you going to bring bagels back? I hope I hope I bring bagels back. I hope I get bagels while I'm there. I, that would be so exciting, especially for me. Um, <laughs> Um, golf stuff. Hold on, I'm trying to think of another golf question. I had one on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, just right there. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, obviously, you golfed in high school, but what made you want to golf at the college level, and especially here at Ohio Wesleyan? Like, what drew you into the program and just the sports here in general? Yeah, really, I just wanted to be a student athlete. Um, I guess I could have competed in a couple of different sports coming out of high school, but I ended up just choosing golf because it was just something I've always been passionate about. It's been something I've been playing since I could pretty much walk. And then my family also has some ties to Ohio Wesleyan too. So, you know, getting the opportunity to come and golf here while also attending school here and taking classes here was what I really wanted to do. And I ended up here and ended up golfing. Awesome. So you you said earlier that you are an, an accounting major and then you're minoring in politics and government. So what made you kind of shift into wanting to do accounting? And did you like, did you come into college knowing that that was something you wanted to do? Or was it something that you decided once you got here with like the guidance of professors and stuff? Absolutely not. Um, I came into college having no idea what I wanted to do, no idea what I was going to major in, none of that. So I kind of just explored some classes, uh, took a bunch of different things, thought I was going to be a business major for a while. You know, in high school I never really knew what I wanted to do, but I quickly found out that business major was pretty boring and there wasn't really a whole lot to do with it. So that's when I shifted to accounting and a lot of people probably think accounting is boring too because it's just numbers. Yeah, I think it's kind of boring. Yeah, understandable, <laughs> but it's something I enjoy doing for the most part and then Figure getting a politics and government minor wouldn't, wouldn't be bad either, especially since that sort of stuff pretty much interests me. So since you came in being undecided, what kind of advice would you give to other people who might not know what they want to do coming into college? Like, are there people that you reached out to and were able to talk to, or was it just something you kind of figured out on your own? Yeah, just keep an open mind about things. Um, like I said, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but. I found out that I wanted it to be something in the business field pretty pretty quickly. 
So I almost made my decision right away to just major in business administration, and then I took one class in that, and I was like, absolutely not, I don't want to do that. So basically, just just keep an open mind. I mean, talk to a lot of people, figure out what they're doing, and that's like the good thing about liberal arts college. Like, they pretty much require you to take classes in a bunch of different fields. So that's good. Just just branch out and don't be committed to one thing. Yeah. It is good that they do make you try a lot of different things, but I definitely don't want to take science classes. It's just, it's not my, it's not my thing, but we'll see what happens there. Um, so you did say that you were a sophomore, so kind of going along with that, I know you mentioned COVID with golf stuff, but as a student, what was COVID like with school last year and how have you seen like Ohio Wesley kind of handle that with this year? Yeah, there were a lot of uh, regulations last year, you know, especially at Ohio Wesleyan. Like, we were getting tested every other week, and basically there were none of the activities that were taking place this year happened at all last year. Uh, I know at the end of the year, you know, we had day on the J and stuff, which we had in the fall this year. But other than that, that was really the only activity that took place on campus last year. You know, they really, really prohibited, you know, students hanging out together and stuff like that. And, it was just really hard to do anything and hard to make friends. So last year was definitely a difficult year on top of COVID. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, I mean, high school last year was hard enough, so I can't even imagine, like, college because it's a completely new environment. But I think that, I don't know, I think Obu has been handling it really well this year with, like, keeping everyone updated about numbers and, like, We've had booster clinics on campus and stuff like that. So I think that it's been, I don't know, really good. Um, kind of in more advice kind of stuff. So did you always know that you wanted to come to Ohio Wesleyan because you had family ties here? Or like, how did you know that it was ultimately the place for you and for anybody who is trying to figure it out? Like, do you have any advice for them to what, for like what to look at? No, uh, really. Ohio Wesleyan was never, well, it was always a school that I was looking at, but I, I always told myself I was never going to stay in Ohio to go to school. Like, I always thought I would end up somewhere else. I thought I'd end up in, like, South Carolina or Maine. I didn't really know where I was going to end up, but I didn't think it would be Ohio. Uh, and I ended up just choosing Ohio Wesleyan. It, it kind of came down to a last-second decision. Like, it, it came down to some scholarship opportunities, and also golf played a big factor in it. But... I, I didn't I never really had the wow factor that a lot of students talk about when they go to their college campuses like oh I feel at home here which was something that made my college decision pretty difficult but I ended up just talking to a lot of friends you know getting their advice and stuff and ended up choosing a high west one and I'm pretty glad I did yeah I think that I definitely think that like the college process is extremely stressful and I don't know, not everyone is going to have that like wow moment where you're like, oh, this is where I meant to be. Like, even when I came here, I was like, okay, yeah, like I really like the way school is, but I wasn't like, oh my God, this is the part of me that's like always been missing. Like, I need to be here kind of thing. Yeah, and so. And, and also, like, sorry for interrupting. No, you. It's all good. But uh, when I was making my college decision, COVID was just happening. Like, you know, March, March 2020, I was a senior in high school. So. I, I really didn't get the opportunity to really visit a lot of, a lot of the schools I was looking to on campus. And uh, that, I guess that sort of influenced my decision too because Ohio Wesleyan was one of the only campus tours I really 
really did. So that definitely played a role as well. Yeah, I also think that like, especially if you're like going into college undecided, you don't know what you want to do, you're like worried about if you're making the right choice or not, it can be really difficult to kind of like weigh your options. Like recently I had a friend who was like set on going to one school and then she got into like her dream school and she was like, what do I do now? And I'm like, well, that's when you got to like kind of weigh the pros and cons about like location and like, is this school going to give me what I need or like be helpful? So like one thing I really loved about OWU was during the whole like admissions process, I got so many like calls and texts and emails like, hey, do you need help? Do you want to call? Like about just literally anything and everything. And they were so like quick with responding to things. And so it really did make the process feel like smoother, at least from this end of things. Um, so I don't know, I'm kind of, I think that the college process is stressful, but just like, don't be afraid to ask questions for anybody who might be listening and like worried about all that kind of stuff. Definitely. I mean, especially with these smaller schools and stuff, you know, the, the advisors are so personable and stuff. Uh, they're going to re be really focused on you and make sure that they make the best decision for you and try, try and make this school seem like the best option for you. So just talk to them. They're, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So one last thing on RA stuff, and then we're going to do some quick, like, I don't know. My mom told me the other day that my rapid fire questions are never quick because the other people <laughs> go into too much detail. I'll be, I'll be quick. But we're going to do some quick rapid fire yeah. after this. But... What is your favorite part about being an, being an RA and what is your least favorite part about being an RA? Yeah, my favorite part about being an RA is just the sheer amount of people I get to interact with on, on a daily basis. I mean, all, all of my residents really, I, I, I see them every day. I see their faces, I know their names. Like, it's good just walking down, walking down the J and you know, seeing, seeing one of the residents on my floor and just saying hi to them. And you know, I was in such a small school that you know I interact with these people everywhere, whether it be in class or in the dining hall. You know, I see them everywhere. Now, my least favorite part about being an RA. Uh, Don't worry, I won't tell Molly Grace. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're gonna need to cut this out for me. <laughs> I mean, least favorite, least favorite part about being an RA has got to be the duty shifts, just because nobody ever wants to do the actual work. But yeah, that's it. So what you're saying is you don't like when we call you when you're on duty? No, my least favorite thing is when people call me when I'm trying to pee or something. That's, <laughs> that's really annoying. But also, I get my own room, so that's really nice too. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and answering all yeah. these questions. And we're going to do some quick, like, rapid-fire questions. And so, who's your favorite resident? I can't answer that. You literally have the answer right here. I can't. I'm Mickey Alfano. Thank you. Okay. Um, Smith or Ham? Ham. What is your least favorite thing to get in the dining hall? Pizza. Victor's or Chipotle? Victor's. Favorite place you've traveled for golf? Ooh. Uh, let's say South Carolina. Place you're looking forward to traveling the most in the spring for golf? Pine Valley, which is in New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, I guess we'll end it there because I'm happy that you said New Jersey. So that was a good one. Thank you again. Do you want to say anything else before we wrap this up? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mickey. I had a good time. It really didn't feel like we've been talking as long as we did, so I'm excited. Of course, Payne. I'm always glad to have you on here and around. Um, so that was my interview with 
my RA and friend Payne. And so now we're going to shift into a quick Q&A. I asked for you guys to send me some questions on Twitter and so I figured I would answer some of them right now and we will just get right into that. So I figured I would do a little bit of a Q&A to kind of like, I don't know, for you guys to get to know me a little bit better because I just think that that would be fun and it'll just kind of give you more of an insight into why I do this and why I want to work in soccer and all this kind of stuff. And so I had some friends on Twitter um, send me some questions and so I'm going to just answer those for you guys now. And so the first one, most of these are from my friend Colin and so shout out Colin for being like my number one hype man for this and for sending me a bunch of questions. But first, um, my favorite soccer player of all time, Tobin Heath. Um, I feel like, I don't know, she was the reason I got into wanting to watch soccer and all this kind of stuff because I thought it was cool that she's from New Jersey and all this, I don't know, she just was the reason I am basically doing all of this. And so definitely Tobin. Um, <laughs> the next one is about Taylor Swift and why I love Taylor Swift. I don't, I couldn't tell you why I love Taylor Swift. I just... I just do. Um, I listen to her from like a very young age and so I think just growing up listening to her music a lot of it helped me through a lot of different things and just experiences that I went through and I really resonated with a lot of her songs and so it's just been something that kind of was always there for me and I think she's such a great role model and like hearing her be so vocal and honest with her fans is just so important and I, I just love it so much because she is such a big figure and I don't know, sometimes the way she talks like makes it feel like we're like besties. Um, and my favorite Taylor songs, um, oh god, um, Daylight and Enchanted are like the top two that come to my head, but there's so many. I, I love all of them. But Daylight, oh, and Wonderland. I'm, I'm a big fan of Wonderland. And then I love like all of Fearless debut, like the old stuff, but yeah. My favorite moment that has to do with sports and soccer stuff, let's see, I really, I think soccer-wise, probably like watching the World Cup, just because that like is definitely one of them, just because it was kind of where I was like, whoa, like this is really cool, and I watched it with my dad, and it was just like so much fun, and then another soccer moment, I guess would be when I went to my first golfing game at Red Bull, like I don't know, just being there and like getting to watch them play and seeing all like the players after the game was just so much fun and it was just like such a good environment and just like literally the best vibes ever. Um, and I can't wait to go back to Red Bull soon. Um, and then my favorite sports moment was probably when the Ohio State Buckeyes won the national championship because my mom was really happy about that and I love the Buckeyes. So my go-to snack is for sure goldfish. I love goldfish or like chips and salsa. That's a good one. And then my favorite food, I cannot answer that because my dad always cooked like lots of different varieties of food and so I love so many different things. But I am a big fan of poke bowls. I've been going through a really big phase with that. And so I would probably say at the moment those, but not in not overall, like not my favorite food ever just because I don't really think I have one. Um, what is my favorite core memory as a child? Okay, so there's, I don't know, there's a few that I could think of, but I think the one that stands out the most to me 
is probably when I, like my parents and my little sister and I went into New York City to see the Today Show. Taylor Swift was performing and after we went to the Intrepid, which is like a museum, and we went in, like my dad and I went in like a submarine, and it's like all about boats and ships and stuff, and I don't know, it's just like looking back at those pictures is just like such good memories of just like, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you like exactly what that day was like, but I just know like we woke up early and we wore Taylor Swift shirts and I had a 13 on my hand and it was just like, it was just the best, and I, I don't know, it was just, yeah, that definitely stands out to me. Okay, what got me into soccer? I kind of answered this already, but definitely the 2019 World Cup and Tobin. I had always kind of been like a casual watcher, like when it was like the Olympics or stuff like that, like they played reruns and I happened to catch it. But definitely the World Cup really just like switched everything up for me and it kind of took a turn in what I, what I really thought about soccer. And I don't know, I think... I think they're just like seeing them win and just everything that happened. I was watching it as someone who didn't know anything about soccer. So it was just like the excitement of it all. And then, I mean, I learned more about soccer and I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so definitely that. Um, my favorite app is Twitter. Um, my current favorite WNBA players are Natasha Cloud, because I just, I don't know, I love her. I mean, she's really good, and but I also just, like, I love her activism and the way she speaks out about things, and she's just, like, so inspiring. Um, I like Kalia Copper, um, Michaela Onumware, because we have the same first name, and she was Rookie of the Year, and I just think that, like, she's so cool, and she had really good outfits, and then Stephanie Dolson, also so cool, and there are rumors that she's coming to the Liberty, which I would be very excited about, because I'm going to a Liberty game um, when the season starts, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, my dream Gotham trades, okay, one would never happen, and it, I mean, I guess it basically already happened, but Tobin played for Sky Blue, but I would think, like, I think it would be so cool to just, like, watch Tobin play for Gotham for, like, one game. Um, I would love to see Sophia Smith at Gotham, because she is one of my other favorites, and so I think it would be so cool to see her there. Um, can I ask for Kaylin and Dee Dee back? <laughs> Um, I already missed them and the season hasn't even started. I think that there is so much talent in the NWSL, but honestly, at where we are right now, I really do love the Gotham team that we have. And so I don't really think that I have anyone that, like, I really, really want, like, off the top of my head. I'm sure some other people do, but I just think that we have a really well-rounded, good team. And we got some really good, like, rookies and stuff. And so I am just kind of looking forward to the Gotham team that we have now. Um, why did I start podcasting? So I kind of started podcasting because I realized I had a lot of opinions about things about sports. And my parents were getting fed up of listening. They were like, we love you, but this is not our thing. And so I was like, okay. And uh, I guess I talked a lot. And so I was like, what if I started a podcast? Just kind of like, why not? Let's see what could happen with it. So I remember I tweeted, hey guys, if I started a podcast, what should I name it? And my friend Alexa was like, Mickey Mike's up. And I was like, wow, that's really good. And so shout out to Alexa for <laughs> helping me find the name. And then I had been going, well, I had, oh my gosh, words. I happened to be going to the Olympic send-off in Connecticut. So I was like, okay, after that, I'll just like talk about what that was like. And 
from there I kind of realized like hey this could be cool because I tweeted it and so many people like shared it and retweeted it and it was just like I don't know the support I felt like kind of encouraged me to keep going with it um how do I fit podcasting into my schedule with college so I definitely think that it is a lot easier than um like some people think it is because I don't have a ton to do um (laughs) Like, I don't know, I feel like I manage my time really well, and so I know that Tuesdays and Thursdays I have a big chunk of time in the morning and a big chunk, big chunk of time at night. So I'll fit in, you know, a 30-minute interview in the middle of the day and then, you know, edit at night after I do all my homework. And and so, so I kind of just figured out, like, the best way to do things just by planning, like, all my time kind of schedule-wise and... Overall, I really don't think that it has been as big of an issue as I thought it was going to be. I definitely did need to take a break from doing every week to every other week just because of time purposes. Just, like, But it is really manageable. Um, I don't know. I think that I just have made it work. So going off of that, how did college help me get my podcast out there more? And so I am a communications major, and so we have calm student board stuff. And I have talked to some people there and just told them about my podcast and they've been willing to share it. And just meeting so many new people, especially during sorority recruitment, I told so many people that I have a podcast and so many people were like, wow, that's so cool. And so just meeting new people gives me opportunity to tell more people about it. And it definitely has helped grow it a little bit more and give it more of a reach. Um, What got me into the NWSL and women's sports, um, again, 2019 World Cup, Tobin got me into women's soccer, and then I didn't really realize there was a league until I was like, wait, like, when's the next time that I can watch them? And then I saw people talking about how you can't just support the national team, but you have to support the league, and so then I kind of took a dive into what the league was like, and I'm going to be honest, I did support Portland at first simply because of Tobin. I was like, I don't know anybody, I don't know anybody else, I know Tobin, I'm going to cheer her. And then I started cheering for Gotham, and that has been the best decision ever. I I can't wait to just keep going to their games and all that kind of stuff. And then I kind of went from, like, a casual fan to, like, all of a sudden wanting to work in it. And that shift kind of happened when, when I got more into the NWSL, and I started connecting with some more people, and I realized, like, oh, wow, like, there are so many job opportunities. And I always knew I wanted to do something in communication and media and stuff. And I think that I just never realized that, you know, working in sports is a possibility for me, but it is. And there's so many different jobs that you can do in sports. And so I think that starting this podcast has even opened my eyes more to the possibilities that I can do in sports and not just social media stuff, but definitely talking to people who already work in the field and following people and being like, wow, Holly Rowe on TV is so cool, has made me want to work in sports a lot. Um, someone asked about what the transition from New Jersey to Ohio was like for college, and honestly, it was not difficult at all. I have, okay, j- leaving my family was, like, definitely a little hard, but I did go home a lot first semester, and I brought bagels back with me every time, and so I've kind of compensated for that area, um, the food-wise, at least. And I do have family out here, and so I think that that made the transition less difficult because I knew that if anything did happen, which there was stuff that happened, um, I would have people here to, like, support me through that. 
And so I think it just made the overall process of everything a lot more comforting because I wasn't nearly as stressed as like, you know, I would be if I was going to Nashville where I knew nobody. And so I think that the weather's not all that different. Like it wasn't like I was going to a big climate difference. Um, the town that my school is in is very similar to like towns nearby home and so it does have a bit of a homey vibe. I think I was worried about like meeting people but I've met so many great people and so I'm not, I don't know, I don't really think that it was as difficult as I was expecting the college transition to be. And then what do I want my future to look like? I hope that I am working for an NWSL team. I would really like to start in social media and kind of work my way up and I don't know just do all comm stuff whether it's marketing stuff PR stuff all of the above I just want to do that and then eventually I would love to become a general manager of a team I think that that would be so just like badass and cool to be like oh yeah I'm a general manager of this team and whether that's in soccer or hockey or basketball like I am willing to learn and do all the things and so I'm actually double majoring in communication and sports and exercise management to kind of get a head start in both of those areas um, and ensure that I can actually do that. And I don't know. I think I'd like to go back and live in New Jersey for a little bit, but I don't think I would want to live there forever. Um, I want to travel, and so I hope that my future does include traveling a lot, whether that be, you know, just in the U.S. with the soccer team I'm working for or taking some time off and traveling just around the world for a little, I think that that would be the absolute best thing ever. And so that is kind of like my career future that I, how I want it to look. And I think it'd be really cool to move out west for a while. Um, again, I don't know about where I want to live long term, but I think that it would be cool to just kind of live in a bunch of different places and just see what it looks like. Um, someone asked, what are my plans for next semester and like next year with clubs, internships, all that kind of stuff and so next semester I kind of have all my stuff planned out for the next four years the classes I want to take so next semester is like a more comms focused semester where I will be doing more communications class I hope that I can continue you know growing this podcast in the next year um, club wise I think I think I want to get a little bit more involved on campus but not too much because I do have these two things and I have you know my jobs on campus which I will talk about in a second. Um, I did just join a sorority. I rushed all of, I rushed on the sororities on campus, which I'll be talking about in two weeks for the episode. I'm officially a Delta Zeta, and I could not be happier for that. And I actually have like a bracelet on right now for it. And so I definitely wanna just kind of like focus on that for a little bit and just like doing all the new member stuff and meeting all the girls and just everything with that because I think it's such a great opportunity um, to just be a part of such an amazing group of people and I mean it's just I'm so excited to just dive into all that stuff and do the philanthropy stuff and meet people and so that is probably my biggest thing internship wise I have applied to a few so I'm waiting to hear back but I will be working with soccer over Gotham um, doing a podcast with them and some player stuff um, game recaps, profiles, all that kind of stuff, which I'm really looking forward to doing that. And so I guess that that is my big thing that I will be doing. Um, let's, let's see. 
Oh, <laughs> someone asked me to do a pre-pre, very early NPP cell ranking, and so do not come for me if this is bad. I'm trying my best to be unbiased, but I feel like I feel relatively okay with these. And so, so the Angel City one. Um, I think that even with Freya coaching, who I'm not hugely a big fan of, I think that the team is just so stacked that there's so much potential there. Then the rain. The rain was getting into such good form, and I really thought that they were going to win it all. And so I think that some off-season work, keeping pretty much the same team, Laura Harvey, I think they have great potential. The spirit, again, I think that bringing Chris Ward on full-time really changed everything for them, and now he's officially the head coach. And they, again, didn't really lose a ton of people, still have a solid team. And so I'm keeping them up there. And then Gotham. I think Gotham is kind of doing a win-now mentality instead of a win-later. And so while I'm not huge on some of the people they brought in, I do think that there will be a lot of benefit to the team we already have and the people we brought in with rookies, people like Delaney coming back, you know. So I'm holding out hope that Gotham is going to do really well. Um, I said Kansas City next. I think Kansas City is really investing in this team and their women and I am just so excited to see what happens for them. And then, of course, they have, like, Sam Mewis, Lynn Williams coming in. So it is very exciting. I think that there is a lot of room for good things there. And then I kind of tossed these two up between the Dash and Chicago. But I ultimately said the Dash next because I think that they are one of the teams that hasn't changed a lot. Yeah, they lost Chrissy Mewis, but who is a really important piece to their puzzle, but I think that they are bringing in a lot of good people and keeping some solid people. I was kind of sad about um, Jamia leaving, but I think overall the Dash do have potential to go, like, do really well, and they are still with their same head coach, and so they're not having to adjust to a new coach and playing style, and so I think that that could really benefit them. Next I did Chicago. Um, even though I think Chicago could really face some like rough patches just because they've had the same coach for like ever and now they do not have him for very good reasons but I think that it'll be a definitely a big shift and then you're losing Sarah Gordon and you know I just think that they do have a really solid team still but I think that just adapting to a new coaching style might be something difficult for a lot of the players who have been here for a really long time Next, I put the Thorns, and this is kind of low for the Thorns, but I just think that, you know, the Thorns lost quite a few good people over the, like, over the off-season time. Um, their front office is an absolute disaster, and they also have a new head coach, and so adjusting to that and now having not having Lindsay Horan in their midfield, who is kind of a big, I mean, not kind of, she is a big role for the Thorns, and so I think that they can take a significant drop. Then I put the Wave. I think that the Wave has a lot of good people on their team, but there is kind of a lack of midfield, and so I'm wondering how that's going to work out. Um, I think we could see a lot of people playing out of position, and with Casey Stoney never having coached in the NWSL, I'm not really sure how she is going to go about coaching with this team, especially because her playing style at United doesn't really correlate to the playing style within most of the NWSL teams, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them, but I did put them in the bottom four. Then I said North Carolina. 
Again, they lost Sam and Lynn. They're missing two big pieces. They also lost J-Mac. Um, you know, they have a new coach too. And I just think that they have not been like, I don't know, they were looking like they were bringing a lot of good people. And I'm really excited about like Pinto and Jorian and all that kind of stuff going on there. But I think overall, I'm just, I'm not having high expectations for this team. And that is a little bit disappointing because I do want most of them to succeed. But I also think that this one was a little bit biased in putting them low because Jalene Daniels did come out of retirement and the front office was very dismissive of fans' concerns about that. And so I'm not really sure what they're going to look like, especially when they're missing some of the biggest pieces who have been there for a really long time. Um, next, I put racing. Again, new head coach. Not a ton of changes, but they, I don't know, they lost Yuki, they lost Savannah, like they lost some good players, and I'm just not really having high expectations for them either. And then last, I put Orlando, and before Orlando, fando, before Orlando fans get mad at me, this is simply just because I don't really know what their team looks like right now. Um, they lost a lot of people and are still signing people away. And obviously, it seems like they're very much in a rebuild era, but I just don't know if, like, all of the right moves are being made, from my perspective at least. And, you know, you had Mia Official coming in who you thought was going to stay and kind of build your program around her. And she's like, nope, I'm going to go, and obviously good for her. But I'm not really sure what their plan of action is. I think that they do have potential, depending on who they bring in, but where I'm at right now, not knowing much about this team, I think that they are not going to be doing too hot. Um, and I'm sorry, Sydney and Marta, but you guys deserve a little bit better than that. And I think that they could do, honestly, I could be putting Orlando too low. I think Orlando might surprise us all with who they have. And also, I mean, you have Michelle Akers, who's coming in as an assistant coach. And so, you know, maybe, maybe there's a lot of good coming there. And I'm just kind of undermining them but we'll see what happens and then the last question was what makes you the happiest and this one is really hard because I feel like I am I don't know so many things make me happy but I think one of the biggest things that kind of correlates with podcasting is when people listen to me and not not like not just like listen when I talk like oh wow cool you're talking but like genuinely like listen and like are interested and make eye contact with you and like care about what you're saying even if they could care less about something I think it it just makes me feel so like valued when I talk to people about things and they're like wow that's really cool that you like that also like validating that people think what I want to do is cool and so that makes me really happy um I think being down the shore in the summer is my like happy place and so that is definitely one of the places where I'm the happiest just like being down there with my family and my cousins and Sammy and just everything um and I think in the future, my hap- what makes me happiest is probably just going to be at a soccer stadium where I am doing my thing. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. But thank you guys so much for sending questions. I really appreciate it. And I'm really glad I got to answer some of these. And I hope you guys like the answers. <laughs> Thank you guys so much again for tuning into this episode of Mickey Mike's Up. I hope you liked the podcast um, questions and my interview with my friend Payne. And I hope it gave you a little bit of insight on what the college process is like and just kind of what being an RA is in case anyone was interested in that. I think that being an RA is a super 
rewarding thing and I would do it if I didn't have to move in a few weeks early just because I have too much of an attachment to going to soccer games to miss a bunch like that but I think that it is definitely a great thing and if you are interested in learning more about it feel free to send me a message and I will forward your questions to Payne and get you guys answers on that. Um, again, let me know if there are any specific college topics you want me to talk about. Let me know if you ever want me to do a Q&A again or if you have any questions you just want to send me a DM and ask. I will be more than happy to answer those. With all that being said, thank you again for listening. Um, make sure to subscribe, share, follow, post, all the things. And I will see you guys next week for a soccer episode.